Welcome to issue nine of The Two-Butt Rule, Blockchain and its Chain of Butts. If you're up to date on The Two-Butt Rule, you're probably seeing butts everywhere. And every time you do, you probably can't help saying, but that won't work, but it would if. That's momentum thinking. Welcome to our community of buttheads. You're down the rabbit hole now. Hashtag two butts. At this point, you're likely beginning to recognize that the two-butt rule rarely involves a single iteration. Life is a chain of butts, and rarely just a single chain. Building a chain of butts to overcome a complicated problem or capture a nuanced opportunity might look like this. We could do X, but that won't work because A, B, and C. But A would work if D, B if E, and C if F. But E won't work because G, but E would work if H, and so on. The key is to make sure that when you add up each chain of butts, the number is always divisible by two. As we've discussed, failure is always on an odd-numbered butt. If you're looking for the mother load of butts today, look no further than the field of blockchain. There were over 780 million people interacting with blockchains at the end of 2022, and with a trillion dollars of money held on them, much more or much less on any given day, the many problems with the technology and its uses, any one of which would normally be a showstopper, have become a square array of problems to solve. For anyone just arriving from 2007, a blockchain is just a kind of database with a few special properties that make it interesting for recording transactions. Think of it as a digital bank ledger that won't allow anyone, even a system administrator, to erase or change previously confirmed entries, falsely claim that a particular transaction didn't occur, or censor or prohibit a valid transaction from being processed. It does this by allowing anyone to operate a copy of the ledger and collaborate to agree on the validity and ordering of the transactions. Sounds simple, right? It's not. Here we could go into many wonky details about the technology, but in terms of momentum thinking, the most important thing is this. The technology is less interesting than the intentions of the people using it. The intentions of the people who launched the blockchain that popularized the concept of cryptocurrency, you may have heard of Bitcoin, were very specific. Move money around the world directly from one person to another without the possibility of any government, bank, or other centralized organization being able to intervene or learn who is transacting. When Bitcoin entered the scene in 2008, the world was grappling with the collapse of the banking industry, caused by historic levels of incompetence and greed. It was easy to appreciate Bitcoin's crypto-anarchist goals. In the decade that followed, Bitcoin's growth went hyperbolic, with thousands of other blockchains springing up to copy or innovate on the design. Even banks and enterprise vendors such as IBM tried to get in on the act. Though it turns out that a blockchain run by a set of known organizations misses the point of the technology and devolves into becoming just a more complicated, slow, and less secure version of a traditional database. The hype around the subject of blockchain and its associated buzzwords, terms like Web3, DeFi, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and tokens, has exploded. 
Were it not for this viral bloom and the seductive power of regulatory arbitrage applied to gambling, global finance, the technical, regulatory, political, economic, and basic common sense problems with the blockchain approach might have already brought it all down like a house of cards. Here's just a few of the problems that our anti-hero one-butt guy might point out. But 1.1. The goal is to move money anonymously. But every transaction is public. A public blockchain is essentially a digital nudist colony. And in a world of AI, there's enough data out there for a growing number of actors to figure out who you are, what you have, and who you're transacting with. Seriously, don't do things you don't want everyone to know about on any kind of blockchain. But 2.1. The goal is to achieve a new form of digital money, free of government intervention and onerous banking fees. But... Because blockchains like Bitcoin are designed to sacrifice scalability, speed, and computational efficiency for decentralization and censorship resistance, every transaction comes with a significant marginal cost. During times of network congestion, the transaction fee for the $2 pack of gum you want to buy with cryptocurrency can rise to hundreds of dollars. But 3.1 the goal is to bank the unbanked and foster financial inclusion for all. But the nature of today's cryptocurrencies is such that people who acquired tokens early can become fabulously wealthy, driving up prices for essential goods and services, while latecomers tend to get wiped out in bubble crashes. Even if cryptocurrency prices stabilize, the descendants of people who didn't huddle, as they say, early could become subjugated to the hegemonic power of the crypto elites. Now, applying the two-but rule, we get the following. But 1.2. But we can use new techniques, such as zero-knowledge cryptography, to let people transact without any observer being able to know the accounts transacting or the amounts involved in the transactions. We can also use a system called a mixer to further confuse anyone trying to track money flows. But 2.2. But we don't have to run all the transactions directly on big public blockchains. Today, a variety of approaches are being developed to enable more efficient machines to manage peer-to-peer -peer transactions and then settle them in batches on the blockchain. Done right, this can reduce the marginal cost of any given transaction, though ultimately not to zero. But 3.2. But we can design future cryptocurrencies to better ensure financial inclusion. We can enact policies enforced by blockchain-based decentralized autonomous organizations, DAOs, to regularly drop tokens on community members' accounts so that they don't get left behind. Those sound pretty good, but here comes the third wave of buts. But 1.3. But if we make cryptocurrencies truly private and untraceable, then North Korea gets to launder money with impunity. But 2.3. But adding more layers of computing on top of blockchains leads to complexity, and complexity is the enemy of security. Already in 2022, the favorite way for scammers and thieves to steal billions in cryptocurrency was by exploiting flaws in the bridges between these systems. And finally, but 3.3. But anonymous users voting to reduce the purchasing power of their hoarded wealth in order to level the playing field for newcomers seems like a dubious proposition. And so on. For each of these buts, there's another but being theorized, proposed, 
or deployed. To tell the full story of all the pairs of butts at play in this butt chain could fill up a five-year Netflix series. The ultimate second butt for blockchain is clear. The money and power involved here is astronomical, beyond the dreams of avarice. There are a ton of ultra-rich people for whom blockchain provides an excellent fit for their needs. In particular, the ability to move large fistfuls of money across borders untraceably. Well, sort of untraceably. There's little doubt that law enforcement agencies are joyously collecting data, feeding machine learning algorithms, and triangulating the activities and trading partners of anyone transacting on public blockchains. Nevertheless, because of the huge amount of money to be made on cryptocurrency, practically out of thin air, many of the best minds in the world have been drawn into the effort of figuring it out. It's fun when you can afford to employ an endless supply of very smart buttons. Part 2. Two Butt App Do we need a new app to track and organize all these butts? It would be exciting, at least amusing, to see someone build that. Maybe it should have a counter and an alert when the chain fails to include an even number of butts. Maybe a way of graphing all the different chains. And maybe some AI tool based on ChatGPT or something to draw connections between different butts in different chains. More on ChatGPT in an upcoming issue. Embracing your butt is a state of mind. While keeping a firm grip on your butts and tracking all those chains in excruciating detail may be what you're into, the point of the two-butt rule isn't to prescribe a rigid framework. It's enough to be lightly aware of the pattern as you go through life. That subtle habit of being mindful of your many butts can be life-changing. And when you find yourself lost in an endeavor that seems hopelessly mired in problems, groupthink, and gridlock, your ability to string together a chain of butts can be a handy source of insight, comfort, and momentum. This concludes the ninth episode of The Two-Butt Rule by John Wolpert and Ashley Waters. If you enjoyed this issue of The Two-Butt Rule, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. And consider subscribing at johnwolpert.substack.com. It's free, but we're grateful to those who opt for the paid subscription. <laughs>